What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Screaming Idiot Show. Hope everybody's had a good week and is ready to sit back, relax, and talk some fucking music. So it's good to be back in the studio, and we are joined by another very special guest, the one and only drummer of Screaming Evidence. Scotty, what the fuck's up, man? What's happening, guys? Just hanging out, man. We've been we've been up to we've been listening uh, to bro. Backstreet Boys. No shit. <laughs> Dude, hey man, I fucking love Backstreet Boys. I'll expose hey, this myself. This motherfucking episode started off with a bang, boys. I mean, Let's I'll, go. I'll expose nah. myself. <laughs> kind of random, really, man. I'm I'm all over the place. Uh, a lot of between the barrier to me. Oh really? Like melodic, okay. Progressive type shit. You know? Yeah. I never pegged you for a progressive a, a prog metal fan. Yeah. I mean, I'm not super. I just, I don't know. I think it's amazing how they're able to incorporate all these different things into one single little note. <laughs> it's yeah, insane for sure. Um, kind of pisses you off as a musician, right. to be honest. <laughs> like, why can't I do that? Right. No, I. Um, a lot of ginger. Oh, okay. Some heavy stuff, and I don't know. See, I'm not familiar with that. With them, are they ginger? Yeah, female they, front yeah. Man, front woman. I, I guess I must be the only one here they're that's heavy. not familiar with it. Give me a little bit of a. I mean, what are they I about, mean, man? it's just a, a metalhead chick that is out here out doing, like, male problems. Yeah, they're uh, Ukrainian. They're from Ukraine. Okay. So, uh, like, when she oh, screams, yeah, really? it's yep. it's hurtful. Okay. Oh, it's, they're amazing. They're amazing. someone that attempts to scream, it's it's hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> My pride is damaged. Like, <laughs> like deathcore type scream or like... Uh, just better than mine. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. No, I get that. I She's get brutal. That. She's brutal. Yeah, I, a lot of uh, a band called Dying Wish, which I've been listening to like a lot of. Ha! Front, me too, bro. We just we shouted know. those guys out really? two episodes ago. Yeah, well, or I, was it the last one. I'm not sure. I think it was the last one. We, I, this is the first song I ever heard from oh, him, yeah. and then I sent it to him. Another female fronted it. band. Yep. Yep. So I've I've been jamming them too, dude. They're they're pretty fucking gnarly. Right on. To so, me, it was like a deathcore kill switch with a woman or something when I heard that one single. Right. Their newest one. Yeah. yeah. So, Scotty, I, I mean, I'm curious just because, you know, you and I know each other, but I, I don't know a lot of your musical backstory. And, and you know, our listeners really like to hear different perspectives on, you know, how how musicians get to where they are today. So, yeah. you know, take us back and, and kind of, you know, how did you discover your your love for music, and and then you know what made you decide, hey, I want to play music? This, well, I think, and another point would be one, your love for music at first, but then like, then it became metal music. I would assume. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. walk us through that. Hmm. I think it chose me to be honest with you. Um, I was kind of born into it already a little bit. None of my family's musicians, but they all loved concerts and they always went to concerts. Mm-hmm. My uh, stepdad a long time ago was a security guard bouncer for a local band named Shovelhead in Dayton area. Okay. So I was like 12 years old going to these Al Rosa Villa and all kinds of different shows. Sweet. And so I got to experience that, that scene then. Um, I started just kind of messing around with my friend's drums, just drum sets. I'd go to older people's houses and stuff. And a good buddy of mine actually is UFC fighter. I've said this before many times, Matt Brown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, we was like, 12, 13 years old, walking around spring cleanup days. I found a drum set. I took it back to his bar and put it together. He had already been a master shredder. Like, he's a hell of a guitar player. We just started jamming. Yeah. And then later on in life, my mom got with somebody, and he was a country singer and drummer. I learned that. Learned the whole basic rudiments of the 4-4, the timings, and I was like, this this is really boring. 
I, I I'm falling asleep. <laughs> it's that metal drive, like yeah. the double bass pounding in my chest, and just not always just thrash all the time, but just that heavy groove that mm-hmm. it's just what drove me and got me interested. I was like, well, I gotta learn this, I gotta learn that. Like Sepultura, Slayer. I'm old. I'm 41, man. So back <laughs> in my head, Morbid Angel, Death, Slayer. You know, Anthrax, Pantera, <clears throat> shit like that. Yeah. All pretty well known for some heavy ass yeah. drum. Yeah. Driving drum ass beats and shit. Right, so, right. No, I I agree with that 100%. I guess um, my, my follow-up question to that, Scotty, is like what were, you know, your style that you have as a drummer, what were some of your biggest influences in that way? Like whether it be a band or an individual yeah. drummer, I'm always curious of who the influences come yeah, from. Yeah, um... Honestly, a lot of my influence came from Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. Okay, wow. Between him and Joey Jordison. Yep. Because just the chaotic drumming. I mean, yes. Um, you are a maggot. He though. is a maggot. Yeah, I am a maggot. We, we've got, mentioned got your tattoo. your calf tattoo before. About, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Um, like Dave Silvia from Corn. Uh, like I, mm-hmm. I tried to incorporate all these different styles and then the old thrash stuff. Even Lars. Oh, shout out to Lars. Yes. Thank God you said that. <laughs> it's cool. No it Metallica so much hate, hate but love, love, no, no Metallica, Metallica hate allowed here. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, so, shut up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say anything. You were going. You were going. <laughs> do I agree how they've turned over the years? No, but do I respect them wholeheartedly? Absolutely. Yeah, like, for sure. Because he influenced me a lot as a kid. As that's a point that I want to um, get to later on. Yeah. That hopefully I don't forget it. But keep you going, will. Scotty. Do you think? <laughs> Just uh, I've taken everything. I've jammed with so many different people. I've met some amazing friends and musicians throughout this whole like musical journey, and it became a hassle in my life at one point where I've lost a lot of like things. I just had to sacrifice so many things in my life just to be able to keep playing drums. Yeah, and it's hard to find that balance. And but the passion—if you really have it there—it never goes away. So, and I never think, give up with it. Don't. So I'm sure you know everybody that's listening to the show knows we say something as metal as fuck. I think you saying I didn't choose it; it chose me is probably the most metal as fuck thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. thank you. You know, <laughs> like you said, I think we all have to make sacrifices to keep honing that craft. And yeah. if if it's just a hobby, you're never gonna you're never gonna make those sacrifices. But when it's a true right. passion, you right. know, it makes it a little easier to Absolutely. to prioritize that that musical piece of it. Absolutely. I, mean, I think we would all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you want it to happen, you can make it happen, and you can schedule around it. And yeah. Then, Life gets rough as Make hell. Make time for what you, you love, man. Yeah. yeah. So I want to learn a little bit about how you came to, you know, you, you make this transition from playing country, basic beats and stuff to wanting to get more into this metal metal side of it. How did you come to be in Screaming Evidence? Like, what what are the roots of your your origin story for Screaming Evidence? And, <laughs> and I'll let you and Tyler kind of kind of run through this. So we, we had Sean on uh last last week and and he kind of told his side of it so i'm interested to hear yours yeah um pretty much the same thing really uh i had been jamming with a guy that we knew or that i knew and um he had i don't know what was it a a facebook or craigsbook or craig's craigslist ad or something like that uh our friend Corey and Mm -hmm. sean showed up together out it was supposed to be somebody else too i think I can't remember who else was supposed to be there, but showed up out in the middle of a blizzard. <laughs> and I mean, that's true dedication yeah. right there, just to jam, to yeah. try to like meet up and do something. Because I guess they had already, you guys already had stuff going on before I even met. Yeah, we, we did a lot of acoustic stuff. Yeah. 
and me and Sean had kind of created this screaming evidence entity. Um, we had played like a few shows, if you want to call them that. <laughs> gatherings. <laughs> we had played a few gatherings. Hell some yeah. uh some you know what the fuck's up denny's kind of stuff and so we had some some stuff like that and then we uh i don't know i heard that sean and Corey were going to go jam with these dudes and i was like i can't i can't go um for whatever reason it was Probably because I was like 15. Like 14 or 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I got to uh, finish my homework, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dad made pork chops. <laughs> got to stay home. <laughs> God damn it. But oh, I li- look, I lived with my grandma, and I could only put my old. grandma through so much. <laughs> um, I put her through some shit. Um, but yeah, so they go and jam with Scotty and these dudes, and then... Like the next day, I'm talking to Sean about it, and he's like, "Hey, can you uh, can you play bass for us?" And I was like, "Well, what what kind of time frame are we talking?" He's like, "We're jamming again in two weeks." <laughs> Guess I'm a bass player. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And then we go out to hang out with you and Jason. I remember that first practice because it was so fucking awkward. Yeah. It was so awkward because uh, we it. had, I had no idea who the fuck you guys were. You guys got this 15-year-old kid coming into your fucking basement. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird, wasn't it? <laughs> Which, under other circumstances, sounds a little <laughs> Chris Hansen. All, <laughs> all in the name of metal. And oh, then, uh, yeah, we started just kind of throwing some songs back and forth and starting to get a, a feel for shit, man. Yep, yep. it was pretty wild. Um, Man, I had already been with several bands before then, and I don't know. It was just pretty wild how it all clicked together, and then, yeah. So you're saying your buddy put a Craigslist ad out there saying he was looking I, for a guitarist and bassist? I believe so, and then I think uh, I think Sean and Corey had actually had one out, too, because you guys were looking... No, I don't remember exactly how it all happened. I didn't realize you did I that back in the day when you were looking for it band was members. through your buddy Jason. Yeah, yeah. Corey is uh, Jason's nephew. That's right. Okay. It was some Craigslist ad. I knew it. So somehow conversations got brought up with Cody Bowen and um, you guys because. Small community. We all know each other somehow. They kind of knew each other. (laughs) Right. So then uh, Sean and uh, Corey go out there and do the thing and then voila. And I I knew his dad before I ever met him. Well, I've probably met him, but he was. Little, little kid, little, yeah. yeah. Really We're gonna have my dad on the show, and yeah. it's 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 tough living in in the shadow. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I go anywhere in this town, and if you fuck with music, you know, my dad. And it's like right. So me coming into that was was weird because you were like, yeah, man, I know your dad and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. We're so blessed to have a great music community around here. We are, yeah, I for mean, sure. I love it. No, absolutely. I. We, we've talked about it multiple times on this show. So, how long have you been in Screaming Evidence now? Well, uh, 12 years. 12 years? I, I do believe. Yeah. I think we're, we're like... Man, yeah. About 13. 13 years, yeah. <laughs> Off and on. Because I'm pretty sure it's 2010 
when we we met you guys. That, that Maybe later right. in 2010. That sounds about right, actually. Yeah. Yep. So you guys, you guys have obviously, and we've talked about it um, amongst <laughs> ourselves and with Sean. So you know, fucking long ago, we're using years. We're, we're <laughs> spitting out years instead of, hey, it's just, you know, it was like last year, bro. Right. We're getting old, man. We're old. So <laughs> the, you have experienced the growth of Screaming Evidence and, and the changes yeah. in style and, and the music that you're putting together. So... <clears throat> You know, and and everybody has kind of called you out as being the one that for years is driving heavier, 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 heavier. <laughs> so you've been called out multiple times Who, on me? that. Nah, and, uh, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, so you having a big influence in in those style <clears throat> changes. You know what what has been your favorite thing that you guys have done to enhance and, and change that sound over the years? Like, if you could identify one. Mm-hmm. One piece of the newer music that you've been writing that you're like, man, that's just, I'm so glad we're doing this now. What would it be? We have the, well, we got Preston now. Yeah. That helps out tremendously. He's added a whole another different dynamic to our band. Fantastic. Um, our, our versatility. How we sure. can just like flex back and forth with different things and grooves and get heavy. We can get nasty if we want to. And yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we can just chill back there. Yeah. I like that. I like how we can do that. That yeah. whisper sounded sexy. Uh, you it like did. that? Yeah, it was very seductive whisper. <laughs> <It's like> um, <laughs> no, and we, we've talked about that too, is is the versatility and the fact that there are not very many bands out there that are doing, um, you know, what you guys are doing as far as musical style. Yeah. It's hard to put screaming evidence in a genre, and we've said that it before. Really and, and I think that really goes is. to show the, the skill level, the versatility, uh, the degree of versatility that you guys can can take on so one one other question I, I know i'm rambling off a lot of questions so you two feel free to interrupt me if you think of one before i spit my next one out but i asked sean this question and i'm curious about yours too and it, it's you know what was your favorite screaming evidence moment be it a live show or putting a song together <laughs> something like that and what was your most forgettable least favorite screaming evidence memory or moment Man, that's hard we've played you a guys lot ready for story time <laughs> We've had some amazing shows, like really just I, every one of them's good, like to me, no matter how bad we might have messed up or how bad we thought in ourselves we didn't play good. They're always good to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That, that's hard. We've had some, uh, <laughs> played in some really crazy places, really sketchy places. Yeah. In front of like two people. And Hell yeah. <laughs> played at a skating rink. And, I mean, here in town. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Play the old we played at the you? skating rink for a bunch <clears throat> of kids, man. <laughs> and I, what I the told fuck's them, up, Roller Haven? <laughs> exactly. And I told, I told them, I was like, "Do you guys realize the kind of music that we play?" And they were like, "Yeah, your dad told us all about it." <laughs> oh, fuck. oh fuck. these guys are great. And and look. He was like, "Well, they're they're offering to pay you, son. Go go <laughs> play the damn show, and <laughs> show, man. <laughs> Open with like a cannibal corpse song, <laughs> <laughs> dying fetus or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we start playing. I'm sure, some metalheads oh. were created that day. <laughs> yeah, well, we we. For sure. I, I've had a For couple sure. of kids that came up to me and was like, at at some of our shows, were like, dude, I seen you at the skating rink." I was like, 
Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. You remember that? We scarred you that bad? You yeah. guys were awesome, man. That's great. By now, they're old enough to be, you know, alcoholics. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freebird. <laughs> there are those guys now. Oh, uh, I think um, there's been several moments, honestly. It's hard for me to pinpoint that down because there's been several moments where we're, like, jamming at a show and everything is just clicking so good. Yeah. And we're grooving. We're all feeling it. When you, when you look at everybody and, and everybody's enjoying it and they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. There's no, like there's no moment, feeling like it in the world, man. <laughs> right. No right. What's, what's like the it. time at right. the top, at, at the top of your mind? What is a recent uh, example of that? The, uh, actually, uh, our show a couple weeks ago or last week. Yeah, that was a good time, man. Like we it was just a damn good we time. killed it. Like I think we played very well. I feel like, um, and every time we've played there, we get a decent stage sound. Yeah, because it's set up as a practice spot. Yeah. So, like, everything they have set up out there is primarily for the stage. And so, we, I was able to hear everything. Yeah. yeah. Hell of a lot better than the last one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I... Um, go ahead, Scotty. Oh, my bad, my bad. There's been... That's one thing I can think of recent, but there's been many more, obviously. I know there's some other shows there's that been many more. out to you. I mean, how'd you feel about Barnyard last year? Barnyard was good. Yeah. I thought we played really well. So that was another one of the moments, yeah. I mean, we, we got really an encore, didn't we? Yeah, we crushed it. So, crushed it, so. Something, something had to be going right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what's your... I, I got to put you on the spot. And like, what is your most embarrassing <laughs> moment you've ever had personally at a live show? <laughs> like, where you just... You fumbled the bag or fucking, I mean, Fuck, I know Tyler's mine. laughing because I feel I like know Tyler knows own. something. things. Oh, man. Lost sticks. <laughs> Missed the entire beat. That's in relation to my fucking, uh, my worst experience. Broke we, a we snare before a you, snare, right yeah. before the show. Oh, shit. Broke a drum stool once. Oh, fuck. While you were playing? Yeah. Did you fall off that, of well, it? That happened. I don't think that was with us, but that's happened to me before. Did you fall off? Yeah, <laughs> far off the back of it. But I fell off the wagon. And it, was <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> it was bad. It was all bad. Damn. He said it was bad. Hey. It was all bad. Luckily, another drummer. That Drumming was is not like, for the faint of heart. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> so, is there one specific um, moment like that was like this is embarrassing that like truly peeks out at you? What was the worst show you can think of? Man. Be it screaming evidence or not. Hmm. <laughs> really Damn, making you all right all right I'll, I'll give you mine where we, where we start off like with uh i'll give you mine and fucked it all up and <laughs> then we kicked right back in perfect like recovery there was <laughs> a song that we did that or uh, a show that we did that yeah which one was I that villa uh, oh know. man <laughs> did was that I when we so. opened for otap yeah <laughs> It came off about <laughs> four measures too late and back. <laughs> Whoops. And the great thing around. about it was no one knew that we fucked up. No, I thought it was part of the show. Because <laughs> they had never heard the song before. <clears throat> so that's just how we wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great when you... It's great. Time. Sometimes being unknown is great. Yeah, so that was... Bro, that was rough. That was really rough. Because we did not fit in. <laughs> we we played, and we were the softest fucking band 
on the bill. We were. Were people digging it though? Yeah. 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 yeah there was quite a few people there too. There was like two or three hundred people there easily. I'd say there was about two hundred people yeah. in the building when we played. And we had a pretty good response considering we <laughs> really didn't have very many fans there. We you sold a lot of tickets. Stage, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a good response in my book. Dude, we um so I wanna get I wanna give mine because it's yeah. It's fantastic. So we were playing at the basement in Columbus. And we get all loaded up and we go for our final walkthrough. And we're like, do we have everything? Everyone answered yes, including me. And it turned out that we were wrong. All right. So we get up there and we're ahead of Sean by like an hour. So we're already up there and we realize that we forgot the cord bag. Which is pretty important. Yeah. yeah so it's got of, all your cords yeah, and your pedals. <laughs> And all the stuff that you kind of need to, to play the style of music we, we play. So we forget that. And we call Sean. We're like, hey, how far from town are you? He's like, probably 15 minutes. Okay, can you turn back around, get the cord bag? We're obviously going to need it. Cool. Everything's kosher, right? But it's not. <laughs> but, but it's not. Because Sean gets to about Grove City and blows a tire. Hmm. So he's probably, what, 25 minutes from the venue? 30 minutes from about the venue? 15, 20 minutes yeah. away. Yeah, he went too far. And <clears throat> he's like, I'm going to go ahead and throw on the spare. I'll be there. We're all good. <coughs> But we weren't all good. <laughs> it just gets worse. Sean breaks the 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 key for the uh, the, the spare the lock. lock. Yeah. Yep. And so now he can't <laughs> he can't replace the tire. They have Jesus. to call his girlfriend's dad to come up, and we're like, well, we go on in like thirty minutes. What are we gonna do? <laughs> And so then we start trying to talk to other bands to try to swap spots in the lineup because we want to give Sean more time to be able to make it. And no one's willing to do it. It's like, fuck. Okay. So push comes to shove. We said, fuck it. We're going to get up on the stage and we're, we're going to play something. We're just not going to have a vocalist. But we're going to jam. Were you guitarist or bassist? I was at a the guitarist time? at the time. Yep. Okay. Cody and we had bass for us, uh, Cody, Cody Bone playing. Oh, wait. Bass. So it was a four piece at this time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And um, so we just start fucking jamming, but I didn't have my, my pedal. All I had was a three foot cord. So I had to stand like two feet away from the, <laughs> the, the guitar cab. And we had a guy there that would come to like every band practice. So he knew all the changes. And so he sat back there on the amp, switching the channel for me <laughs> oh, while we were playing. Oh, God. And he timed it perfectly every time. Yeah. He had it down. It was, great. I, it was so amazing. Yeah, it was. I was like, fuck yes. But I kept, like, jerking a little bit, and I'm, like, standing over <laughs> here back by the fucking thing. 
But we had the fucking crowd. We did. Bobbing, dude. No did. vocals. No vocals. Just Burst. me on, on the guitar. And I think that's the show where Cody also broke a, a bass, bass string. string. So midway shit. through, he breaks the top string, which is the only string he played. <laughs> <laughs> and so his solution you was, didn't. I'm going to play everything I normally play, but on the second, on the string. second string. Yes. <laughs> which doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Holy shit. But he was like, fuck he it. He pulls it, the bass string. Because when it. a bass string breaks, it doesn't like snap. It just like comes un unwound. And he like <coughs> grabs it and like puts it in his teeth. He <laughs> <laughs> starts playing on the second what string. What a shit show. <laughs> Holy hell. Oh, God. Wow. But everybody was bobbing, bro. <laughs> so did Sean ever end up like making he, it? He made it. What's up, guys? I mean, what's up? Oh, man. <laughs> That's when we first wrote End of Me. Yes. So we, like, we had the whole crowd going with that one. That was oh, yeah, man. Did anybody Brand like get new. on the mic and be like, look, we're missing our vocal? <laughs> yeah, 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 we explained I, I explained yeah, when, yeah. When, it op when we got up there. I was like, look, <clears throat> our singer can't make it. He has an emergency situation. But the show must go on. So <laughs> we're, we're going to play some shit just without vocals. And... You guys like it? Potentially cool. without a bass. If not, we came here to play, so we're we're, we're gonna play. And that's what I gotta say about most of it. Like, no matter what happens, we make it happen. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if we're already in the moment of the show and just something happens, like we still make it happen. Like, I had to watch my son one time because he begged me to come over one weekend when I was living in Chilla Coffee, and we had a show in Columbus. They went and mm. rocked out acoustic. Without me, oh no way, like, man! We guys, had a show booked as a three piece. Thank you, I love you all for keeping it going. Even and though I can't make it, like, yeah, priorities took over. Right, <laughs> that's how we've always been, man. But yeah. we we had an opportunity to to play, and so yeah. we went ahead and fucking did it. We were opening for a a band that was touring through the area from Nashville, I believe. I do not remember I their I name. Don't remember. I stayed in touch with them for a while. Hell yeah. Because we were going to plan on going down there to play with them. That's where we need to go. That's we need to make some money down there. I got a friend who went down there. <laughs> he said, I got a guy. Yeah, I do. <laughs> we're going to make children. it happen. He's playing strips, like all the way down the strip. Making mm -hmm. Bank. So, Scotty, what's your, what are you most excited for with Screaming Evidence moving forward? Like, what the, what's your, I don't necessarily mean a goal, but like, Something you're working on or you guys are looking forward to, you know, give me that one big thing that you're like, man, I can't wait for this. Um, honestly, recording. Yeah. We're, we're getting recording equipment now and I'm ready to put some music out. Yeah. Put some new shit own, out. Like independent, that independent feeling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <coughs> and you guys got some new shit that rips. Yeah. So. Thanks, man. Oh, dude. I was, we were telling Sean, uh, last week that that. That new song, the newest, I think it's the newest one. The one we screwed around with the one day uh, when... I was here, Derek was here. Yeah. Yeah, right that, the that, Sean that riff is in my head rent-free, bro. Right. Like, I just... <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've told him and Sean both, I think it's arguably the best riff that you guys have ever written. Sean wrote it all. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking nuts. So, yeah, I mean, you guys got some exciting shit coming up, so... Absolutely. Tyler? 
Give me your most embarrassing Scotty story. Like your your your. Oh him. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's the many. funniest Scottyism ever. <laughs> Hold on. I feel like you're asking for two oh, separate no. things here. Because I can think of an embarrassing Scotty situation, but I can also think of like a funny Scottyism kind of thing give me a scotty so, <laughs> oh man Scotty. probably scotty the day we were in here me and preston and scotty sean couldn't make it over and we're trying to like write a song <laughs> together <laughs> preston obviously i hope this one i hope this comes across funny shut to the, the listeners as funny as it was to us at the time <laughs> so we start throwing parts together and we, we get to a section where we're all like, man, wait, maybe we can get a little something of this or do something like this or whatever. And, and we're kind of going back and forth with some ideas. And then we start like really linking up our, yeah, we, we really can do that and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then Scotty's like, it's a, it's like a, it's like, like a breakdown, man. <laughs> 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 Which is so we were talking about like yeah we could, we could like we could really make it fucking hot here <laughs> and we could god we could just get to some girthy ass chords and, and yeah it's like a it's like a it's like a breakdown <laughs> and he was so excited about like coining the term and it was like yeah <laughs> we do plenty of those, Scotty. It's, it's a breakdown, bro. <laughs> and his eyes were so fucking wide. Dude. It was like a, it was like a starving child oh, that just shit. received bread. Just feed me ribs, man. Like, just feed me ribs. Just feed me ribs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you fuckers were talking about before the show. When you're like, it's like a breakdown. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, because it's like. We write breakdowns all the time, and it, for some reason, out of nowhere, it was such a giant new concept to Scotty. <laughs> Look at this new thing I have discovered. Breakdown. Yeah. I have discovered fire. <laughs> breakdown. Poor Scotty. It is the funniest but thing it's, ever. But it's okay, because we all do some dumb shit in this, in this band room. Preston's got some good ones, too. <laughs> I'm sure y'all got some of me, but we ain't talking about those. So. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker think he's a mute. He's a host. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, the the most embarrassing Scotty situation I think was the time we stopped letting him book shows. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> We used to do some really dumb shit in the name of jamming, bro. I've yeah. said that before on this show, and we have put ourselves in some really fucked up scenarios. I only did that for one reason. That was to help out a buddy, and because the area I was living at at the time, the whole music scene down there, I was trying to, you know, trying to network out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, you know, these people need to hear what we got. Mm -hmm. Not realizing what kind of a shit show it turned out to be. Oh, I need some fucking context yeah, on so, this. Yeah, so walk look, us through this. So look, Scotty. I've heard bits and pieces of this before, but Scotty, never the. Yeah. yeah, Scotty comes to me and Sean and says, hey, we got offered to play at this little festival. Um, it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but uh, it's supposed Bainbridge, to be a good right? time. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass it. Like, knock Fall sticks. Festival of the Leaves? No, no, no. no. 
This they was... probably wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> this was nothing like that, sir. <laughs> this... Oh God! But like Scotty didn't know, you know. Scotty like, doesn't know. Scotty, Scotty doesn't, doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> Scotty didn't know what he had signed us up for. He just took at face value what the first person told him. Yeah. And I do the same thing, so I can't really knock you for it. <laughs> but like. Because I've booked us some weird shit too, skating rink. In the name of music, and man. The, well, we we got paid for it, so it was cool. So we sh uh, we were heading out there, and it ends up being absolutely in the middle of fucking nowhere. GPS fails. Yeah. Because there's no service, we can't get a hold of anybody to like figure out directions to this place. Turns out it's at somebody's property. Out. Yeah literally in bum fucked egypt and asshole like me had my brights on him the whole time didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> and i got sean in the Scotty car with me know. yeah i got sean in the car with me oh, and shit. scotty's driving separately <laughs> and we scotty finally finds a way to get us there oh, <clears> yes <throat> scotty's our hero <laughs> and then we pull in and i was like Scotty. This is sketchy, bro. Where we at? I've seen wrong turn, bro. I don't I don't feel good about this. And we we pull up to this fucking janky ass barn out in the middle of a field and there's just people scattered everywhere. And it's like cool, man. There's a lot of people here. This should be fun. It's a yep. big party. We park our cars. And this dude had to be fucked up on meth or something. Just comes and just <laughs> flops onto Scotty's hood. And me and Sean are parked behind Scotty. And we're like, what the, the fuck? fuck is going on? This is as soon as you pulled up? As soon as, as, soon as we, we parked. And Sean and I are looking at each other like, do we need to oh, like wow. get out and, and help? Like, <laughs> <laughs> do we need to go be somebody's ass? And Scotty just stays in his car for a minute. <laughs> and this dude's like... <laughs> you know, freaking out and shit. That's why I let it go. I was like, yeah, he's fucked up. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you guys but, pull up to this? Oh, dude, it was late as fuck, too. It was like 11.30. Oh, We didn't Jesus. go on until like 12.30, some shit like that. Oh, yeah. shit. And <clears throat> so then we start loading our shit in, and it's a, a barn with a dirt floor and some weird kind of stage <laughs> thing set up out in the middle of it. And sure as fuck, we set our shit up, and we're like, I guess we're going to play. And half of the people there seemed like they were on some some hard shit. There was a mixture. <laughs> Shrooms, LSD. Oh, Jesus. It was... It was... They, they, yeah, it was something else. Dude running around in his underwear. Somebody locking himself in a porta john Yeah. Beating it so hard, he about knocked it over. He himself in the what the fuck was the point of this festival? What was the fucking theme? Drugs? <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I baby. guess, man. <laughs> but the other, the other music. Woodstock '99. Look, the other music that's playing is like this punk, folk, yeah, bluegrass yeah. kind of shit, and it was weird. Yeah. They have a whole like, imagine, of, and you guys probably open with attention freak, and these people are like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they, they told us we had to turn down, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, uh, the people, the neighbors are going to be pissed because you can hear this for a mile down the road. And we're right. like, I forgot about that. 
you have neighbors? <laughs> because I don't see shit. Right. And yeah, so they made us fucking turn down. We got to play a couple more songs. Then they kind of just told us we had to stop yeah. because we were too loud. On top we, of that, it was pouring down fucking rain. We were it was raining outside, barn, wasn't it? But yeah. Not the place for screaming evidence no, is what I'm gathering. Not at all. It was like, I felt like I wanted to do a favor for somebody, plus branch our name out. Mm-hmm. But it ended up like backfiring and just. So now you are no longer allowed to book shows. <laughs> Look, no, that I've was done, something. I've booked a couple after that. So. Yeah, he he has. We we gave him we're good. kind of some unfair <laughs> grief about it in the short term after the show because oh, we shit. were not happy about it. No, that was terrible. <laughs> but um, the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> Poor Scotty. <laughs> I'm just it. trying to I help. Will, look, yeah. on, on my deathbed, I will think of the way this man flopped his body onto the hood <laughs> of Scotty's car and just started flopping like a fucking dead fish. I was like, God damn. So how were the crowd reactions while you guys were playing? I mean, the people that I knew okay, and a few other people, I mean, you can see, yeah. but everybody was just in their own world, <laughs> dude, like everywhere scattered everywhere puking everywhere it was naked unreal, unreal. underwear yeah. locking themselves in porta johns did you yeah. play any break i remember downs? the drive home i was like <laughs> it was just dead silent in my car on the way home and i'm like what the fuck was that <laughs> i just remember thinking that to myself <laughs> what an what idea the fuck was that <laughs> dude it was it was what terrible and it probably wasn't until what 1 30 2 30 in the morning yeah it was around when you're heading home yeah so bad man <laughs> I will quickly share. (laughs) I will quickly share my most embarrassing moment as being a part of screaming evidence. Please do. We never heard your shit. So you guys remember it. You guys remember it as soon as I start writing it. So yeah, they're gonna fact check your ass (laughs) if you leave shit out. I I had been with the band maybe. Ah shit! I don't even want to put a number on it. We probably played five, five shows before this or something. So the band rules, I didn't understand, like, while you're playing. <laughs> right? Didn't understand. I'm just fucking playing to, playing, playing to the songs, having a good time. Well, like, I'm just doing my part, man. Yeah, I'm just playing the guitar. Just being, and, and it ended up just being a nice guy. I ended up being the fucking bad guy, I guess. But So Scotty has a problem with losing his drumsticks when he plays he goes wild they flip up they knock you out he loses them (laughs) about dagger he he while he's playing with one other arm he'll reach for his other drumsticks trying to find them well we're at this show out in newark ohio um and i can't remember if this was a big big gathering that night or not or if it was a smaller show that night but we're playing if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the Muddy song Creek. Best of Me. Yeah, it was the, the venue Muddy Creek Saloon. And we were playing the song that we have called Best of Me. And there's only one guitar on this song. And I'm the guy that's playing guitar. Sean's singing. And there was a part where Scotty had dropped his drumstick. And, of course, when you're on stage, you hear the pause and whatever drums that he's trying to hit. You don't hear it at all. When I turn around and I see him like scrambling for his drumstick, <laughs> well, forgetting that I'm the only guitar on this song, I fucking reach down and <laughs> <laughs> here, let me help. 
I reached down to pick up his drumstick because my, oh, my guy Scotty behind me needs his fucking drumstick, man. Bro, I appreciate the he fuck out of him. He needs his man. damn drumstick. Before you know it, all you hear is Sean singing and Tyler boo 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 Oh, bro, we'll get into how mad at me they were after, but... Oh, man. So I turned around and, like, I thought it was going to be a quick pick it up, like, toss it back to him. And, unfortunately, that's not the case when you got a guitar hanging around your neck and whatever. So <laughs> I'm, like, scrambling, trying to pick it up. <laughs> like, just playing the notes with my fingers, not picking at the guitar. And it was, it felt like an eternity, but it was probably five or six seconds, maybe yeah. ten seconds later. Scotty, like gets a drumstick already and i'm just like holding this drumstick <laughs> <Well, thing. that's laughs> so i just like toss it back there at him and uh because you sat there for a second trying <laughs> to get get him to take it <laughs> yeah he's that's already, oh, he's already scotty's drunk. like scotty <laughs> he's scotty like looking at me the no, gentle no. soul that he is yeah scotty being such a kind individual <laughs> just looks over at me and starts smiling <laughs> but he looked he was looking at me you were like take it yeah. he's like but i got one <laughs> but he looked at me when i'm trying to give it to him like no no, like the world was fucking ending. <laughs> yeah. And right then I knew I made a fucking mistake. <laughs> right then. And then after the show, of course, Sean's oh, the most soft-spoken guy in the band. Well, after the show, he was not. He was like, I can't remember the exact thing he said, but it was a, it was he along was, the lines of, what the, fuck did, what the fuck were you doing? I'm like, I'm just trying to get a drumstick for him, man. <laughs> And, oh, and then that's God. where Tyler had came in. He's like, rule number one of playing live, you never fucking stop playing. <laughs> I felt like a dumbass. Hey, man. Whole, Much love, like, though. You were my back, bro. Preston <laughs> apparently lacks what we call situational awareness. Yes, I do. Look, I do. That goes into us giving some advice I know to, on you, man. To, to newer bands. Look, number one rule of playing live, Keep don't playing. fucking stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep fucking playing. Keep playing. I felt like a dumbass for like the whole next <laughs> week. I thought these guys were going to be mad at me forever. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> Look, everyone that's the knows what it, to man. do for themselves if something fucks up. All right. Yep. <laughs> Let them go themselves. through their process. You keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the number one thing is to learn is recovery. You have to know how to recover and come back in time. Yeah, I mean, and it's harder than it's you rough. think, man. Yeah. Sometimes it's a lot harder than you think. Yo, yo. Well, you're trying to align four, yeah, five people together. You know, depending on how many people that are not paying band. attention to each other, right. really. That all have to like, you know, shit's kind of getting haywire. Y'all got to kind of like lock eyes. And... <laughs> what are you doing? Where, where are we? Where at? are you going? <laughs> So yeah, that is guys my like, you be quicker most that. embarrassing <laughs> moment. So Scotty, you know, we care a great deal on this show <coughs> and, and talk a lot about and shout out a lot of different people, uh, you know, about local music um, yeah. and up and coming bands and, you know, not just local to here, but local anywhere. So if you could give your younger self any advice when it comes to, um, being in a band, being a musician, um, you know, what would that advice be? And, and, you know, this is for all of those, those local bands that are listening right now. Practice. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Then just say, fuck it. I can't do it. Or this ain't for me. Just keep going. Yeah, man. And practice. Oh yeah. I, I'll preach that enough. I, and I, I mean, sound like a hypocrite because 
I have been lacking very bad on practicing, <laughs> but I've been so busy with life things as well. We yeah. all have, but just practice, practice, practice. practice. It's hard I mean. for you though too, because you you can't just like open up a case and grab a drum set. Right. I mean, I had the electric kit in my house. Right. And I practice on those a little bit, but even between that, I'm, I'm busy doing so many other things. And well, and you're married. You got kids. You got. I mean, right. you got work. It's you know, it's, life. Life happens, man. Right. Yeah, it, we've said it so many times before. You know, you guys aren't doing this for a living. So right. it's you know, as much as you would like to would like or to. whatnot. You're, <laughs> Realistically, you're not to that point right now. If we did. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Be a lot cooler if and we I, did. I think that's where a lot of my. Uh, but I've learned to like just set back and chill out. Because I realize, realistically, we're all busy. We all got families. Sure. It's not our main priority. It's not what put foods on our, you know, it's not what pays our bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope, I agree. So if something huge was to ever happen later on in life, sure, fuck yeah. And we're able to actually do it, and so it's like a secure thing. But the music world is a, a fucking raw dog. Yeah. Fuck you, the ass world. Like, yeah. So that'd be For rough. sure. Like, Cutthroat as fuck, man. Yeah. It's not, I mean, what, what, Tyler, what's your statistic? You said, you know, the, the 90 or 99% of bands don't do it for a living. You know, it's a very small percentage of bands that you see just make music and tour for a living, you know, and you guys are in that, that 90% that don't. Well, and we, we've talked about it so many times off the record and in our own conversations, but it like, it's still so crazy to me that these bands that we know and we love and listen to almost every day we try to there may be a portion of it that we think man they're living the dream they're doing this and it's like these dudes are literally just traveling around in the van in a van yeah don't have however much money to their name and right they're just struggling just to play live shows yeah like a, a band say uh polaris or uh we we've mentioned them so many times on this show but because they're the like, best. Yeah, but it also feels like a band that just hasn't broke through like some others and it confuses us. But there's so many bands out there that on the surface you would think that, man, these guys are rocking and rolling. They got things going on. And it's like, I don't they're know. They're probably but, just broke dudes in yeah, a band. Right. I mean, playing right. great music. Yeah. You know, all of those bands that are out on the road doing this for a living, mm-hmm. whether they're making a lot of money or not. Started out like you guys. I mean, everybody was a garage band at once, Absolutely. you know, or a, a local band at once. Um, and it's it's kind of cool to think, wow, we're here now. Where can we be in ten years? Where can we, you know? Right. It's so. Right. I think you guys got a pretty damn bright future ahead of you. You keep Thanks, putting man. in the time and and the 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 work um, that you that you've been doing to write great new music. I think you guys will go a long way. So to achieving those goals. So. Well, I want to jump into something a, a little more uh, opinionated and and get some of uh, Scotty's thoughts on a couple things and, and all of our thoughts on a couple things. And uh, I didn't mention this one to you, so I'm going to hit you kind of <laughs> off the rip with this. And you can take your time because I want you to be thoughtful. <clears throat> if you could only listen to three to five, preferably five, albums for the rest of your life, you know, Hey, these are my top five favorite albums ever, and this is if if I only get five records to listen to for the rest of my life, these are the five. What would those five be? And if you need to think about it, I can go ahead and give mine. You want to think about it, or you got some? I'm sure there's a couple that come to mind. 
head up along the way and inhibitions. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Part one. It's two of them. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, albums. As I lay dying, frail, uh, frail word. I, I can't up. remember the name of the album. But I'm, I'm terrible with names. Like you and Tyler both. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> when, when me and Kyler is a complete opposite, where it's like we have to remember. I have to remember pretty much band members' names and every every As I Lay Dying album. I mean, I'm on board with any of them. Yeah. Oh, so you like uh, your favorite is the earliest Frail Worlds collapse. That one and the second one with the, with the moon shadows are shadows security. are security. Yep. yep. Um, I can't disagree with you there. That's a one hell of an album. Despite the craziness that guy has been through, mm-hmm. Tim. Mean, everybody yeah. gives him hell still, but yeah, they still wrote beautiful fucking music, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't think of any more at the moment, but I'm sure there's many more. We'll keep uh, thinking on. I'll it. rattle off some of mine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is just kind of going back to some of this is going back to my roots. Some of this is where I'm at currently, but. Metallica's Ride the Lightning. All right. Um, That was just one of the first real metal albums that I'm like, this is now my whole personality. (laughs) Like, it was just, that album is just brilliant. Um, Jar of Flies, Alice in Chains. Okay. uh, You know, a mostly acoustic record that has some of the best songs ever written on it. Um, Yeah. I mean, Nutshell is the best song ever written, and it's on that album. So That song hits. Yeah, oh, dude. So, Jar Flies, uh, The Poison, Bullet for My Valentine, that was their first record, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the album that propelled me into the metalcore world. Um, you know, that's all the way back in 2005, man. Um, and that album still today to me is a no-skip. I've been jamming it all past two weeks. I've been hooked on Bullet the past couple weeks. Right on. Um, the Flood of Mice and Men. Ooh. So, Ooh. that was their second album. Okay. Um, I, I, I just, I mean, Austin Carlisle, their vocalist had such an iconic scream and that whole album, you know, those are Ohio dudes and, and they're singing some shit about Ohio and that, and it's just a fucking incredible album. Um, and probably, you know, uh, I know I said five, but I guess I'm going to cheat and give six because Shadows Are Security is one as LA dying, right? Probably one of, if not the most influential metalcore album of all time. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And then uh, Polaris is the Mortal Coil. Okay. Um, Did you say the death of me? No, I said the Mortal, Mortal Coil. Coil. The Mortal okay. Coil is better, in my opinion. Ooh. Okay. Um, if I had to pick between the two, it would I would pick the Mortal Coil. Um, just one of the, the best metal yep. records ever put together. I mean, gotcha. it's got everything you could imagine. It's, it also has my favorite Polaris song on it, which is Consumed. So, yeah, uh, yep. yeah that song's nasty. It goes hard as fuck. So there's some wine. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Preston? Oh, yeah. So I'm slightly unprepared because the original idea of this, I think we all went our separate ways. There's um, no wrong answers here. Yeah, so two albums off the rip for me. <laughs> Uh, one would be the Mortal Coil yep. by Polaris. Uh, just... um, when I found that album, it did something for me. Just like maybe earlier on, all that remains had did back in the day, where it was like mm. I felt I jumped into something. It brought com- you into a new space. Yeah, it was yeah. like something new, but familiar. Um, and I would also say the Death of Me. Those two albums I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I could pick one from the other. So if you want to count those as one, great. If not, that's two albums. Uh, speaking of all that remains, it would probably overcome. Uh, let me verify. Let me one. double check. 
Overcome or the Fall of Ideals. Ooh. I mean, again, you could go two there because those are. I'm going to go Overcome. Yeah. By all that remains, over the Fall of Ideals. Um, and for, for we, we are, are many, many. Is close. Yeah, that was another great it record is too. Close. Uh, so that's three that I can think of off the top of my head. You mentioned one before the show that could easily go in mine too, and that was Candleboxes self-titled. <sighs> yeah. If I, I had to pick five albums, though, like that was all I could listen to, I don't know if that, that would be one that would one. be on it. Um, hmm, damn it. Come back to me. <laughs> Tyler, Come back to me. what you got? And Tyler's got a good topic for us after this, too. So go ahead with your... He's he's delving into his he is discography in right now. A little foreshadowing there. <clears throat> Take your time. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm not prepared for this and I'm kind of I'm kind of sh- diving through That's some of I my had tops. To do as well. It is a little easier for me though just because the shit's tattooed on my arm. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um so I would say one of my all-time favorite bands is Thrice. Yes, for sure. But it's so hard to pick a favorite album. But I would say my favorite uh, album from them would have to be um, The Artist and the Ambulance. Not Beggars? The only one I like. Beggars is, Ooh. like I said, it's, it's <laughs> tough, <laughs> man. Beggars is but, my favorite. Man, that album. Oh. God, it's so good, amazing. Good album. I figured you would say... Um, Super good album. White Pony? Deftones? Oh, so so Deftones is going to be in there, but I would say Diamond Eyes because okay. Diamond Eyes is what yeah. I first listened to that got me into them. That was what heavily influenced me as a bassist when I first started playing with these guys. Um, Heavy that was kind of influence. some yeah. of the heavier stuff that I enjoyed listening to on a regular basis. I did listen to heavier stuff, like I had said before. Scotty and them was introducing me to like Bullet for My Valentine and uh, Kill Switch Engage and stuff. But anyway, so Deftones, <laughs> Thrice, and then um, Brand New. Mm. Hopefully, the listeners listen to Brand New. Let me see here. Make sure I get this right. The Devil and God are raging inside me. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, heard that yet, personally. I'll have to check that out. Good stuff. I don't know if you would like it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. But I think I think you can find elements in there that you can appreciate. Yeah. The, Please do. Always the do. songwriting is just amazing. And the layers. Like, I've been listening to that album for every bit of, like, 12 years. And I still listen to it and get to experience it in a different way here and there just because I'll I'll pick something else out and the way it kind of interacted with something else going on in the song or whatever, and it'll just pique my interest about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, was a very influential album to me as a guitarist because of the, like, their lead guitarist doesn't really play leads as you hear in other bands where it's all these widdly diddlies and solos and shit like that. He's playing these constant like cadences and stuff behind everything and just giving it another layer and mm-hmm. additional depth. Mm-hmm. And oh, 
It's it's phenomenal. I love it. He hasn't <laughs> named one Grey Haven or Normandy. I'm, I'm getting it. there, bro. I'm getting there. Gosh, remember was, this is was, your. If you had five albums, that was three, to right? To. Yep, yeah, that was three. three. I would. I do think I have my other two. Grey Haven. Um, what was the name of that album? Terrible with names. Yes, Empty Black. Empty Black. Yep. So their newest album is really good too, but. I have to keep going back to Empty Black because, goddamn, that album. Again, songwriting, their sound, their style. I fucking love everything about and it. And I think you can yeah. relate to like what Polaris maybe had done for me and Kyler, where it felt like it shot us into this new dimension of something. Yeah. Right. Did, did that album do that for you as well? It did. Yeah. It did. Um, and from there, that's when I started getting into like some of the other like hardcore bands. So that's mm-hmm. right before I met you guys and started hanging out with you guys and getting some of that metalcore. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff I was diving into with Grey Haven and starting to find like Norma Jean and some of these other bands like that. Um, but one more. Better make it count. <laughs> one more. It's probably tattooed on you, right? Come back to me. Come back to me. Did you list all I five? Did. Bro, I cheated and listed six. <laughs> I'm going to count both Polaris albums as one. Uh, so I have two more, which would leave me with another one after that. We've talked about this album ad nauseum on this episode, but Dark Divine by Like Malls the Flames. That album is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had five albums to listen to the rest of my life, it, it is definitely in that wheelhouse. God, that's such I, a good record. Yeah. I don't remember incredible. the name of their albums, but a lot of, like, to go back to our very first question, I've been listening to Currents. And oh, oh yes. And Landmarks yeah. a lot, too. And Landmarks, too. Week, yeah, nah, yeah, two, yeah. Weeks. two weeks. Two weeks is the New album. Currents album. May 5th. Yeah. Yep, they are drop. fucking sick. Dude, well, by the, awesome. time people are, by the time people are listening to this, if you're listening on Patreon... Uh, the yep. new Currents album will be out. So yep. oh, right on, right on. And if you are listening on Patreon, I I hope you enjoy your binge sessions. So <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Cur- Currents fucking rips. Man. I seen them, Miss May I, and Landmarks up in Cleveland. Oh, Landmarks! Hell of a show, bro. They exploded that place. It that would be amazing. a hell of a show. It was amazing. I I I wish I was able to see Miss May I. Now I saw Miss May I with August Burns Red, Fit for a King, and Crystal Lake. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Seen them too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they, I'm not even like times. a gigantic ABR fan, but they put yeah. on such a good live show, they and do. they're some of the coolest fuck. Because I met the, the whole band. Just, I mean, we were at the Newport. Yeah. And they all just come out, and fucking hang out, you know, take pictures with everybody. They're some of the coolest dudes ever. Levi Benton, the front man from Miss May I, is the coolest dude in yeah. music I've ever met. Period. Ever. I think they're from Ohio, actually. Yes, yeah. Troy. Yeah. Yep, yeah. from Troy. Such a cool. Or at least a portion dude. of them are. I don't no, know they all are. Yeah, okay. They all are. Uh, yeah. The drummer owns a a bar, or he's a bartender. I no way. Too. Yeah, I think okay. he owns a bar. So. That's yeah. cool. No, they're fucking awesome. Dude, the guys from Fit for a King are too. They're, which they're, I mean, they're technically a Christian metalcore band. Um, yeah. But super cool dudes. Absolutely. Tyler, did you have I something? That. I, I left out. I knew they'd, they'd come to me later. Yeah. I suck, baby. Put them on the spot like that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they, it feels like in that <clears throat> low-tuned, detuned shit that's out, it feels like they do something different. Maybe just write better songs or... Or something, but we all jam currents. We love, and oh, you've yeah. seen them live. You said they're fucking did. incredible. Um, they're nasty. They're nasty. I thought a riot was going to occur. <laughs> <laughs> I 
because yeah. we were at Scully's, <clears throat> and when they, I never remember the song, but it's uh, I know what you're talking about shit. Lost uh, in the wave. You can walk. I, I never yeah. said I could walk on water. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Hold on, I'll tell you. Yeah, what, what is the name of that it's song? Not, it's it's, it's fair, like one of their. Uh, no, but it's one of their most popular songs. Lost in a um, Into Despair. I oh. thought it was okay. Into Despair. So they play this song, and I thought the entire place yeah, yeah, was despair. going to burst into flame. Yeah. And yep. just everyone was going to rush out and just <laughs> blow up the city. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. Yeah. I want in on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that pit would be deadly. That's, oh, it was yeah. it was rough, man. Yeah. Like, did it have a sure. big tall redhead in it that just threw people <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> Woo! I thought that guy was going to kill me that night in Cleveland. Oh, he was man, awesome. that dude was amazing. Oh, that big jack motherfucker in the pit down in Kentucky at the Norma Jean show oh, trying to yeah. fight everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fight everybody. <laughs> oh, God. The people you see in that shit. Yeah. You meet some real characters throughout Fuck this yeah, music can. journey. But it's so sure. cool to see because other than people wanting to Great start fights, are. like, I was gonna say, other than people yeah. wanting to watching, fight. especially like if you're in or around the pit, it's so cool to see these people just absolutely lost in music. Absolutely. Nothing else around them fucking matters. Yep. The guys that spin and do their fucking kicks. And it's what they love to do. It's yep. fucking awesome, man. Dude, I love getting into a mosh pit. It's fun. It I is a hell to, of a release. I'm too old. can't afford it anymore. I'm just too big of a puss <laughs> to do it anymore. I just... You get in there and it's just... Oh, all of you have the same shit going on. Yep. And you, you just want a way to vent all of this, yep. this yeah. shit that you're like bottling up. And hey... Here's push a place you, you can push me. Like we're we're gonna release all of this aggression and shit, and it's so cool. Yeah, because for ninety nine percent of the people in there, they're they're cool about it. It's just yeah. you're pushing, you're shoving, yeah. you're fucking spinning in a circle, going ape shit, death wall, whatever the fuck is going on. But you're cool about it. But then you do have the fucking assholes like you talked about mm. at the normal Whether, they, show whether that... they get too drunk or they're just egomaniacs, whatever it is. Yeah, that dude was it is. definitely an egomaniac. Yeah, yeah. He's probably on roids. <clears throat> and it's like you, you're ruining the show for everyone else. Yeah. it was. Well, and at first he was, we don't really need to tell the whole story, but at first it was like he was being cool with everybody else around him. It was just the one dude that maybe maybe had said something to him or what well next thing you know he wanted to fight everybody so it was just well that one dude actually threw a punch at him yeah but so before... i'm pretty sure that dude was starting a fight and then once once a dude in red got pissed then he started trying to fight everybody yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and i'm like man i'm just trying to like jam like <laughs> i'm just trying to listen to music so but anyway so we tyler, still got some albums tyler you had uh yeah, so I'd One have more. to say yeah. Tosh Sultana Flow State. Okay. Okay. My my last one, um, and I think we've mentioned this band. Uh yeah, we've mentioned this band on this show, but if I wanted to switch it up a bit, it would be Feel Something by Movements. Mm. That fucking whole album yeah. is unreal. What about what do you guys think about the plot and you? I like them. Like them. I don't have a great point of reference on them, man, to be real honest with you. I've never really dove into them. I don't yeah. have, I mean, I've heard a couple songs. Their older but I, stuff was 
really heavy. But I just don't have a great point of reference on, so I can't speak on on that. Gotcha. Yeah, I can't say they're one of my favorites, but I've listened to him for quite some time and enjoy okay. him. That front man, he's talented. Oh, uh, he yeah. is very he talented. Some high notes like no other. Yep. <laughs> he goes off on his uh like little solo thing. Yeah, he and, does a solo thing mm-hmm. as well. He's got some really good Landon songs. Tours. I think it's Towers. Tours. Yeah, something like that. Matt Heafy, Matt Heffy, right? <laughs> tomato, 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 you know, whatever. So Tyler had a, a cool ass fucking t- uh, topic before the show, Scotty, and and I think we should uh, run through it real quick. And it was, uh, hopefully, I phrased this correctly. If you had to pick um, one <coughs> band's discography to mm. just go through, like what what is your favorite band to just rip through their whole discography? Minimum three albums. Yeah, I would say like, minimum three albums. Like discography, like the, uh, like, like all their, their all their material, all their, e- all their material. Man, <laughs> it's hard, ain't it? Probably, and it's gonna sound crazy. You ever heard of Machine Head? Oh well, yeah, probably Machine Head. Really? They That's just, old uh, school, man. I, I respect that dude tremendously. Like, yeah. He is the power horse of that band. Like, that is not what I expected you to say. No, <laughs> I was wait, I was legit waiting on you to go Slipknot or Pantera or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, of course Pantera. But I've studied Pantera since I was ten years old. Yeah, so I already know pretty much everything about them too already. But. Yeah, that's cool. Machine Head. Wow, yeah. Tyler. Hmm. I'd have to say thrice. Yeah, because every album bangs, and every album. Is a little different than the last. It's fair. So they're constantly changing. They're constantly evolving. And every new thing they do, they do it really fucking well. And it's so versatile. Yeah. So I damn versatile. That. Yeah. That whole discography. Yep, yep. I think. Go ahead. I'll give you a second. I think mine, it's tough to pick just one because of all the different shit I like. And I talked a little bit about it before the show, like Metallica. Um, you know, I lo- I know a lot of their albums in the '90s, Load, Reload, Garage, whatever it is. They get a lot of hate, but man, when I was a kid, like my dad jammed that <coughs> shit. So like, I yeah, I grew absolutely. up on that stuff, and I loved those albums. And you know, they've got th- 13, 14 records that I could listen to every single one, yep. and and still rip them today. So it's hard for me to not say Metallica. It's hard for me to not say Alice in Chains. Um, Because, I I mean, even Chains' new stuff, I I really like. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's not Lane Staley, but it's still really good music because they still have Jerry. Yeah, Yeah, they still have Jerry. And Jerry (laughs) is was just as big of a part of the songs they wrote. And that newest front man, which I know it's been however many years now, he does a hell of a fucking job. He does a really good job. Hell of a job. So... Um, and then another one for me is is Polaris. I mean, we say minimum yep. three albums. They have three albums: Dichotomy, <laughs> uh, Mortal Coil, and The Death of Me. Um, and they've got killer EPs. And matter of fact, their EP, uh, uh, I can't think of what With it's called. With no the rest, pur- the Purple and... Hand, and yeah, I can't think yeah. of what it's called. Or er, yeah. Uh, so they have no bad songs, no mm-hmm. bad records, no bad EPs. I mean, every song jams and. It's hard for me to pick between the three, um, but if I had to absolutely just pick one, I would probably pick Alice in Chains. Ooh, okay. It's real. I would say Chains, Polaris, Metallica. Yeah. Just because, like, the Jar of Flies album. That's a good album. I just, 
it just and that's why it was one of my five albums I would have to have for the rest of my life because it's just so deep and some mm-hmm. of the best songs, just songs lyrically mm-hmm. ever written. Um, so yeah, I probably another one, Dirt. Oh, Dirt. I Dirt, think, that's yeah. a hell of an Dirt's album. a great album. Yep. That's pro- uh, Man, I love Facelift, though. Yeah. yeah. Facelift is killer. Preston, what you got? So, <clears throat> I know I said minimum three albums. Are you changing your own rules? No. You can't change your rules. I'm you not changing, your own rules, I'm not bro. changing the rules. That's not rock, dude. I would <laughs> say it would probably be Polaris, but if it wasn't Polaris, and I'm delving through See, my See, I picked Chains one, to be different because... Everybody yeah. expects me to say Polaris. No, no, I get it. Um, and, and as I'm scrolling through this, I'm trying to make sure I don't miss any artists. But if there was one band's discography that I had to... If you say Periphery, I'm punching you. No, it's not. Okay. Um, that I had to, like... It's not rock either. Bro. Comparing to others, if there was one that I would listen to through more, it would probably be Killswitch. Oh, they have yeah. album after right. album Bro, that's after the thing about album Killswitch. after album. I was man. listening to him last night. Actually, so yeah. like if you think about like Killswitch versus like All That Remains or Bullet, which I love both of them, Killswitch never like changed their sound, exactly. changed their style, yep. tried to do something different like Bullet and All That Remains did. Yep. And they switched co- vocalists twice because it was Jesse Howard Jesse, right? Yeah. And and then Jesse Howard. On one song, which was yeah, phenomenal. the signal fire, <laughs> the <laughs> signal fire. Oh my god, bro! When that shit dropped, yeah, wow. But so Killswitch has just always stayed what they are, man. They're they're an OG metalcore band that just stayed in that lane and writes great music over and over. So that's a great one. It's just uh, there's like there's a couple that are like there for me, but then they have those one or two albums that were just like, ugh. Like in All That Remains, there were a couple albums that are just... Not great. Yeah, and then yeah. you stop listening to them because of it. Yeah. Um, which maybe is a fault of too, my own. kind of cookie-cutter, repetitive to me. Radio Core. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they just went they in went a different... They went radio-friendly. Yeah, they went in a... Di- there are certain bands that went in a different direction, which yep. I don't mind when bands do that, but I don't have to like the different direction they go in yep. either. You know, well, let's think realistically what's put in front of them when they're they're being told to do that difference. Yeah, they got and we humongous exactly. fat promised paychecks thrown yep. at them. So, yep, yep, yeah, they're gonna change their style. No, they have. I mean, it's, we've talked about it on <laughs> the show before. You've got quotas to meet, yep. And yep. if the, the old stuff ain't cutting it anymore, <clears throat> you got to do something to yep. appeal to the masses, and that's unfortunate. Five finger death punch. <laughs> well, they were doing that shit from day one. <laughs> God, pretty I close. Fucking yeah, <laughs> I don't hate them as much as I hate Ice Nine Kills, but I hate them. Man, but like another what. band was for me was that was in contention was Chevelle, but then Chevelle has those Chevelle. one or two albums that was like, yeah, eh. they, they're hit or miss eh. for me. They're hit or miss for me. They've got some some incredible albums, and then they've got some that I just I could go just without ever with. listening to yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, Breaking Benjamin's one that's never had a bad album. I, that was another one that ever. was like I could probably I, just for, for me. I don't think Breaking yeah. Benjamin's ever had a bad record. Yeah, um, I we've talked about them plenty on here before, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough to narrow it down to one band. You're like, man, it if is. I really wanted to dive into this discography, really I got to just pick one. So I'm a music horror man. Like you can't find one thing narrowed down on my YouTube channel list because it's just yeah. For days, yeah, man, different thing, dude. Same, because I, I mean, I listen to so much different shit. Yeah, it's just it's hard to. It's good, right? <clears throat> being being diverse in it, um, in, in your music taste, but 
makes it hard when you're having these discussions, and that's why we do them. Yeah. So I'm really going to fuck with you on this next this next Uh-oh. segment because Uh-oh. I'm literally making you pick one. So Scotty, do the drum roll. We, for we, we talked about <laughs> we talked about last episode that we were going to do a new segment called This or That, where we're going to name off a, a couple couple uh, topics here. And, and see what what everybody would pick between this or that. So we'll right. do the we'll do the first one. This or that, clean or unclean vocals. So screams or singing. You only get one. Yeah, because I like them both. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't know my answer yet, so I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you need to hear some reasons. Yeah, first. I need to hear some reasons. Honestly, it's like not wanting to be the first one up the butt. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, give me the line. Yeah. Give me the li- what about aggressive clean? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to pick clean Yeah, because the music itself could always make it more powerful Yep, and back it up. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that. Tyler? <laughs> oh, singing. 100% uh, clean vocals. You have such a, a wider range of possibilities with that versus screaming. Even though you can do... More of like the yelling scream like Sean and I started off with or like aggressive gutter rolls, pig squeals. Pig like, squeals. Yeah. <laughs> Chris from Moz dropped one on, on predestination paradox. Yes, yeah. he did. But uh, you know, all all these different ways that you can scream, there is a lot more versatility um and options out there than people seem to think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you can do mm. so much more with clean vocals. Yep. And I like having options. Preston? It's tough because there's something about screaming in music that just does it for me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just a demon scream. <laughs> that's a demon screaming, baby. I would go with clean vocals. Um, and I think reason being there are bands like, I recently have been listening to Spirit Box a little bit. Mm. Um, that album, that last album got kind of old to me yeah, somewhat wasn't. quick. Yeah. Um, but there are some songs on there where she doesn't scream at all, mm-hmm. but the music is heavy enough in the background that it's like, I don't need you to scream. It carried it. Yeah, yeah it, it carried, it, it, carried it, well. it. And another band that we've briefly mentioned is Carnival. They, from what I remember, just Carnival doesn't scream any, but they have some heavy off time parts and this, this space in their music where it's like, I would appreciate some screams. To be added, but I don't need, I don't have to have it. So, because of the versatility of, of cleaner vocals, I think that would be, uh, yeah, that's my choice. Yeah, I also would choose cleans. I was hoping one of you would pick, would pick unclean just to be different. Um, you know, some of my <laughs> favorite, we thought it was hard, I guess. Yeah, yes, so no. some You're of my, cheap. <laughs> some of my favorite bands are Motionless and White, Bad Omens, um, Boys of Fall. Um, a lot of these bands that just have absolutely gorgeous clean vocals. Yeah. Um, and all those bands that I just mentioned have killer uncleans too. But what stands out the most is is how pretty their vo- their singing voices are. And I think Tyler made a great point of you can do so much more inflection of emotion with cleans than you can with screams. Screams, it's either pain or anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's It's not... You can't do joy, sadness, all this stuff with that. You can do mm-hmm. every emotion possible, po- possible, wow, possible through just singing. So, I would I would pick cleans as well. 
Right I, I really thought that was going to be more difficult. I did too. Because <laughs> um, I was it like was debating not difficult for me. Now, hate breed. Yes. Hate breed. I'd like to go, like, take back to that one question of discography thing. Mm-hmm. Because that dude's been through some shit, but he's turned all of his pain and hatred into, like, positive, uplifting songs. Like, yeah. every single one of his songs is, like, hype. Yeah. Get yourself hype, headstrong. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I love that. Yeah. Like, my my um, my cousin Dustin loves Hate Breed, yeah, so yeah. it's funny you mention them. He also was a big uh, Under Oath fan, even, like, Mashuga. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Mashuga started Periphery. Yeah. So. That's just beyond me. Okay, next one. <laughs> this or that. Solos or breakdowns? Scotty, I it's don't... A, it's a... a breakdown! breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. We should have asked the drummer that question, but... We'll see what the lead guitarist Honestly, has to say when we get to him. I love mm. solos, though, too. I mean, it... Yeah. just depends on... It's got to fit the right moment of the song. And yeah. It's got to be the right song to have the solo in. But, yeah, that, that's... Breakdown. That's obvious. It's a... I love slamming heavy-ass break- heavy breakdowns. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> everything's so complex with it. <laughs> he can't just say, right now. <laughs> it's I'm really, it's torn, really hard man. to choose, but I'm, I'm going to have to say breakdown. And it's, I mean, a solo's cool and all, but I've always been more, more into the rhythm side of things. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. so much the whittly diddlies and the wah, wah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. Definitely cool. But I prefer the rhythm. Very talented to be able to even do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I I can't fucking do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. think you could do a lot more with with rhythms than you can with a solo, and that's what a breakdown is. It's it's just kind of a solo for the rhythm of the song. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and um, that's where. Honestly, instruments like the drums and, um, you know, the bass tend to shine a little bit. Um, you can do really complex stuff with your guitars, you know, different chords, different layers, things like that. But a solo is just this one thing. Mm-hmm. You got everybody in the background doing something real basic to make sure they're not pulling attention from the soloist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that that could be the guitarist or the drummer or the bass player or the vocalist doing some kind of solo, but it's it's just one person shining while everyone else is doing something mediocre. Sure. Yep. All right, lead guitarist. Yeah. I'm so torn. <laughs> torn. Uh, torn. Torn like Scotty. I'm Not Scotty here. beside me. Scotty snap. <laughs> um. So we talk about heavy as a feeling. Right. Uh huh. And I think this is where I'm so like stuck in the middle is because there are some solos that I will hear and can revert back to that give me that feeling. And it's typically a very melodic solo rather than something very shreddy or I guess whittly diddly. Cause I, I'm not crazy on super whittly diddly shit either. Um, but then there's, you know, certain breakdowns feel like this giant release of certain emotions. And I feel like you can say the same for a breakdown or a solo. 
But I think, <clears throat> I think I would have to go with Breakdown just because it, it does feel like it's all the band doing something together. There are certain situations where solos, yes, you are the one that sticks out, but it's there's a certain togetherness about a breakdown that when it's when it's done right, um, there's nothing like it. So yeah, I'd go breakdown. I I'm not quite as torn, but I will say that your explanation of I I feel the same way where I don't care so much for the however you called it widly diddly solo yeah we've they, never really they just don't do much yeah. for me but if it feels I, like hair metal if i hear zach wild on no more tears yeah yeah um or yep. anything that stevie ray vaughn does any mm-hmm. kind of i mean <clears throat> super when feely. you're making that guitar cry like yeah. that mm-hmm. that yep. is the yep. solo that i'm drawn Same to gary here. moore Right. Yep. There's an, there, you know, novelist guitarist. Yeah, I mean, flow. there's so oh. much. I mean, if you're just tremendously beautiful and talented. Yeah, just if you're solo, making me yeah. feel what your guitar is playing, then that's something I appreciate. But a breakdown is just this. I think you put it perfectly. This release of energy and cohesiveness. And mm-hmm. what do people get nuts for at a live show? Not a solo. A breakdown. That's when the the wall of yeah. death slams and the pits going nuts and people are headbanging right. and, and mm-hmm. it, it it's just the epitome. And and modern metal music has gotten away from solos in favor of breakdowns. Um, and I think that's why I feel like a a breakdown is is more my style. So I hope that was a good explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we thought there were going to be differing opinions, but we're all on the same page. Yeah, we're we're all <laughs> kind of similar in that sense. But yeah, does anybody else have any of this or that topics I mean, before we? There's, I think there's a time and a place for solos like that. There's there's a song. Yeah, yeah. If it's the right song that fits it, then definitely throw your willy dillies in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, shine because like for us it's difficult because you are a lead guitar player for us. Mm-hmm. So you are adding all those extra different notes in mm-hmm. the background. It's, so yeah, a lot of his his leads are, are underlying shit. Yeah, right? it's more and layers. It's, it's all about layers. It's just layers. adding it's adding layers. depth to a song instead of just highlighting mm-hmm. a a bunch of noodling. Yeah, you know. Yep. So absolutely, I think that's what makes a good song is being complex and deep and yep. different shit like that. Those were my two this or that. Does anybody have anything else? I'm trying to think of a good one. I have like quite a few in my head, but I don't know that any of them will be that good. Spit one out, and we'll tell you Ooh. if it's good or not. <laughs> no, no. You just give me some time. Give me some time. You got a this or that, buddy. <laughs> if you can't tell, our shows are not scripted. Um, <clears throat> they're very minute scripting. Yeah. Minute. Make us think. Make you think. Bitch. <laughs> Give <laughs> Damn. Shots fired. You go, we'll piss him off to where he gives me the hardest this or that ever. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 thinking of something. I just gotta find a way to, to frame it up here. Well while um, you, while you frame that up, you I got do, another I, one? No, I just oh. wanna take a second to thank everybody for continuing to listen. Yeah. And, 
Absolutely. And like I said earlier, if you if you have subscribed to our backstage pass on Patreon and, and you're getting to binge this whole season, thank you so much. Um, we, we just want to continue to bring you guys the best uh, music debate and content out there. So thank you guys again so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, thank you for continuing to give us your time and uh, be a part of the be a part of the Screaming Idiots family. Tyler. Go ahead. So this is this is going to go differently for different people here. So I'll, I'll explain. Okay. I think I know how Scotty's going to going to respond. But if you had to choose between like this, this is what you have to play in forever. Is it going to be a heavy, distorted sound? With, with some kind of range there you can play with or is it going to be something more clean maybe add a little a little umph on like to it a little, yeah, little mid gain kind of stuff so if you had to pick the range of heavy versus like low gain or clean for the rest of your life what are you choosing who do you want to go first you son of a bitch but for, for Scotty <laughs> it's would you rather play to one or the other yeah Guest goes first. Oh, appreciate that, man. I love you. Because you have like, <laughs> I know, you, I know you. You talk a little shit about some of the prettier stuff that we play, but I've also seen you enjoy it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't mean to like talk shit about it. I just get bored with it. We know what your answer is, then. But I definitely, I'm a softy for it because I love that slow groove of clean. Mm-hmm. Just I think it's challenged you a lot. It's a super challenging, and I do like that aspect of it too. But the it, deep side—it's it, got to be the distortion because there's nothing like that crunch to me in my head. Just I don't—I mm-hmm. can't never let that go. That's okay, just, that's just a metal head of me. I yep. can't—I can't do it. <laughs> I guessed right. <laughs> Love <For> you. Sure. <laughs> you know, but but Preston. Um, I'm going to make you marinate on it for a second because <sighs> I'm going to make it harder for you as okay. Tyler and I talk about this. Okay. All the gain. All the gain. <laughs> all the gain. I, I want I want all the gain. I want all the all the distortion. Give him I want, 12 noise gates. I want all of the... Uh, no, I, I just never thrived in that clean space as a guitar player. I just never... I'm getting better. I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. But... At the end of the day, I still want to. Did you say listen to or play? I said play. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I still will always revert back to that, and God forbid if I'm ever in here with Scotty, like I I can't. I'm not gonna just start ripping some clean, pretty shit. I'm I'm. We're gonna we're gonna play something off of uh, Shadows Are Security by As I Lay Dying and like (laughs) rip like. So for me, it's it's definitely more aggressive all the all the gain all the distortion feed me violence yeah hmm did you not expect me to say that i didn't expect it to be such a quick and easy answer oh. <laughs> because you, you do play. enjoy you do enjoy <laughs> listening to like things like alice in chains mm-hmm. where they're not heavy mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. you enjoy Love it. you know heavy as a feeling kind of dad rock yes love dad that rock that isn't you know Super heavy mm-hmm. tones and shit. That was a damn. You good said one. play, not listen. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, but you you play like torn. I do. You'll never be able to play that again, and it sound very good. Yeah. <laughs> what if I put a shit ton of like resonance on it and made it like kind of background, like sound like it's in a in a box? Throw some reverb on it. Put a put a shit ton of reverb on it. I think it would sound horrible. A little <laughs> bit of metal tone. A little bit of delay. What if I played it on the neck pickup though? You could you could maybe do something where like you roll the uh, yeah roll the volume down, knob down, play on the just rhythm a little pickup, bit, or on the on the the neck pickup. I'll hey, mute it a little bit. Yeah, you know, never know. Finger pick it, bro. Yeah. Ooh. What if I finger picked it with a shit ton of reverb, neck pickup, volume knob roll back? No. Yeah. No, all, all, the, all gain, the gain, all the gain, volume knob rolled back. We might have to try this, folks. I think we might. Yeah, we we're Just about to, to have see band if we can make it. I was gonna say we yeah. might have to try that. Huh? <laughs> Stay <right>. tuned <laughs> for next week, <laughs> Preston. Were you adding to it any? Or is no, that I it? just know that uh, you know since you and I have hung out, you've gotten into a lot of this like alternative stuff, mm -hmm. and you you love listening to it and you love like creating these yep. really melodic ambient parts in yep. some of the music that we're creating nowadays it's so tough so yeah i, I wanna... enjoy both sides of it but i don't want to say it's an easy decision but it's somewhat of a quicker decision because of my original influence as a kid and it was <laughs> It was all the game. All the game. <laughs> it was, man. It was I was like, what the fuck is this? This is what I want to do. This yep. is what I want to play. And it's of course it's evolved over time. And even before that, there were things that I was into. Uh I mean I've mentioned on the show that R and B music was a giant influence for me when I was a kid. Yeah. Um I don't know why or how, because it's talking about love and screwing all the time, but uh I always loved That's fake <laughs> <laughs> I always loved the feel of R and B music. Yeah. Um but I would still have to say, yeah, the heavier the heavier stuff. All all the gain. All the gain, man. man. We know what your answer is. Yeah, it's but definitely the, the cleans and yeah. and, and, and you know, I told y'all he's fucking soft. And honestly I, I bet as a guitarist. Mumford and mm. Sons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Mumford. Well here's the thing. If I go with the distortion shit. You know, the heavy, all the gain. You feel limited? I got no more acoustic. Yeah. Hell. So I ain't playing the acoustic again. And to do those singled out picking notes is way different clean than what it mm -hmm. is distortion-wise because you can do a lot more, like, right. beautiful things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I have totally such a range it, right? with clean and low gain and... I can write stuff where it's, you know, switching between the clean and the low gains and, and just the positioning of it and the way you can write a song. That low gain can feel real heavy. Yeah. So I can still get down with the get down. I just don't have to do it with all the gain all the time. Right, right. But all the gain, though. Really? But, like, yeah, I don't need game. it. But like, I can make it sound <coughs> heavy without it. But, like... All the game. All oh, the game. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I got to Give me the game. I got to have the game. Please, like, sir. Like can Slipknot. I? <laughs> like, I'm like fucking Mick Thompson from Slipknot, bro. All the fucking game. Yep. So, 
Mm. Well, Scotty, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, man, I was coming here for band practice, but thank I, you we, for having we, me we on. We forced you. <laughs> love you didn't have an option, just so the listeners know. There was no yeah. there was no option. It was, hey, no. you're coming on the show tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, saucy in 30 minutes, right? Yeah, exactly. So, gonna He's have got some, set up his gigantic fucking drum set. <laughs> going to have some band practice after this and jam and have a, have a good time. So thanks again to Scotty for coming on, and thanks to uh, all of our listeners for hanging out with us and giving us your time. And uh, we will see you guys <coughs> next week. Until then, we are the Screaming Idiots. Peace, love, dove.